Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about influenza and you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash influenza or in the infectious diseases section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. The influenza virus is an RNA virus. Three types of influenza, A, B and C, affect humans. There is a D type that affects cattle but not humans. Type A and type B are the most common. Type A has different H and N subtypes. Examples of A strains of influenza are H1N1, which caused the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 and the swine flu pandemic of 2009, and H5N1, which causes bird flu. Outbreaks of influenza typically occur during winter months. Let's talk about vaccination. Every year, the influenza vaccine or flu vaccine is altered to target different strains that are circulating that year. Yearly vaccines are required to stay protected. The flu vaccine is free on the NHS to people that are at higher risk of developing flu or flu-related complications. For example, people aged 65 and over, young children, pregnant women, people with chronic health conditions such as asthma, COPD, heart failure and diabetes, as well as healthcare workers and carers. Let's talk about the presentation. The delay between exposure and symptoms is usually around two days. Typical presenting features include a fever, lethargy and fatigue, anorexia or a loss of appetite, muscle and joint aches, headache, dry cough, sore throat and chorizal symptoms. A Tom tip for you. There's a lot of overlap between the common cold and flu, but some key features can help you differentiate between them clinically. Flu tends to have a more abrupt onset, whereas a common cold has a more gradual onset. Fever is a typical feature of flu, but is rarely seen with a common cold. Finally, people with flu are wiped out, with muscle aches and lethargy, whereas people with a cold can usually continue many of their activities. Next, let's talk about testing. Testing for influenza may be considered to confirm the diagnosis and to monitor circulation and outbreaks. The UK Health Security Agency monitors the number of influenza cases and provides guidance when the numbers get high. Point-of-care tests for influenza using swabs are available and these give a rapid result. They detect the viral antigens. They're not as sensitive as a formal lab test and do not give information about the subtype of the virus. Viral nasal or throat swabs can be sent to the local virology lab for polymerase chain reaction or PCR analysis and this confirms the diagnosis and helps to track the numbers and the patterns of influenza. Next let's talk about management. Healthy patients who are not at risk of complications do not need treatment. The infection will resolve with self-care measures such as adequate fluid intake and rest. There are two options for treatment in someone at risk of complications of influenza. 
oral oseltamivir, which is taken twice daily for five days, or inhaled zanamivir, which is taken twice daily for five days. Treatment needs to be started within 48 hours of the onset of symptoms for it to be effective. Post-exposure prophylaxis may be given where patients meet certain criteria. So this is given if the patient has come into contact with someone who has influenza, so they're at risk of developing the infection. The criteria for post-exposure prophylaxis is that it started within 48 hours of close contact with influenza, the person is at increased risk, for example, they've got a chronic disease or immunosuppression, and the person is not protected by vaccination. For example, it's been less than 14 days since they were vaccinated. Which means that if they're healthy, they're protected from vaccination, or it's been more than 48 hours since their contact with influenza, they don't meet the criteria for post-exposure prophylaxis. The options for post-exposure prophylaxis are oral oseltamivir once daily for 10 days, or inhaled zanamivir once daily for 10 days. Finally, let's talk about the complications. The possible complications of influenza include otitis media, sinusitis and bronchitis, viral pneumonia, secondary bacterial pneumonia, worsening of chronic health conditions such as COPD or heart failure, febrile convulsions in young children, and encephalitis. So thanks for listening to this episode on influenza. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll go through gastroenteritis. <laughs>